Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. Is it feeling somewhat slower to you in crypto land? It certainly is over here. We are seeing that there's somewhat of a, I don't want to describe it as a depression. However, I can only describe it as a depression because there's a, a sense of quiet, calm. There's less activity, not much going on. And there's a reason for this. Obviously, in the industry, a lot of people are still nervous. They don't know what's going on with the feds and all their business and the president, what he's talking about, doing more executive orders on oil and gas and all this. But also, even on YouTube, like some of the YouTubers are streaming less or going live less, Leicester Live included. In my case, the reason I haven't done any videos is because we did our coverage with HODL Token this uh, Tuesday, and that episode went up, and it's normal for us that after we do a guest episode, then we start releasing kind of in a segmented form. Some of the audio to clips to YouTube and probably to TikTok at this point. For everybody else that's not on the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net, we want to share out some of that audio for everybody else that's a listener. As I've said before, we have embraced our community on YouTube, and we recognize that some of them don't want to come to the podcast, although that's where the hot stuff's at. So they're not going to necessarily get all of it, but they will get segments, key segments. There are some key points that Mr. Roberts called out that we do want to share with all of our listeners about HODL Token and the things they're doing. Outside of that, we have held off on doing much of the coverage. We did think about doing some coverage on the LockPay V2 simply because we saw so many issues with it and we felt that we wanted to try to keep people safe. I'm pretty sure that most of the people that listen to the show on a regular basis are very smart people and you wouldn't fall for the garbage that is LockPay. However, in summary, there will be a V2. I believe it launches tomorrow, if not later today. And the you know, Car Salesman 2.0 made all these claims on an AMA about how safe it allegedly was going to be and it was going to solve the issues from before. And he still maintains that ultimately the first, the V1, was exploited. Many people think that's not true, mostly because of what we called out on our coverage where we saw that he had improper access to a lot of things. He also acknowledged that he did some cells and those cells would have caused some damage because they would have triggered some FOMO. He doesn't acknowledge any of that because he's too high and mighty, but... We did see it ourselves. We called it out. And some of the community are really pissed off about what happened there. So we thought about doing a full-on coverage of that AMA. Some people archived it. I went through it. I was shaking my head just like I did the first time I did the business. 
The biggest takeaway is that he made the statement that he was aligned with SafeJet, which confirms he's a grifter by definition. He then said that he is disconnected from SafeJet, no longer aligned with SafeJet. So his apparent brother-in-law is going to go off solo if that's his brother-in-law. Great, but the fact is he was aligned and he didn't openly admit this and he lied to the community, which we were going to call out. We changed our gears and decided not to do that because we figured it's a waste of time. If you're going to buy into that, it is what it is. So we didn't do that. Once we then looked at everything else going on, right? We, we were looking at Believe's channel. He's a YouTube influencer. And we saw that he made some statements. And we agree with the sentiment in what he's saying. We figured we would echo some of that sentiment. So one thing he was talking about was the fact that once Ethereum goes on a run, you are going to see some price movement positive simply by virtue of the reserves. So if you have existing liquidity reserves or in his example, wrapped tokens that have the Ethereum as paired, plus also remember that the BNB token is aligned with Ethereum. So all of these things are expected to have some positive movement once we get out of this lull that we're in. Now, I've speculated that we were due for a bull run in June. We've had a little bit of up, but not the significant up that we were hoping because there's still some sell pressure. The predominant theory out in YouTube land is that we have to, we haven't hit the bottom and we have to hit the bottom to make it enticing for the so-called institutional money to come flowing in. I don't disagree with this. I do think that people are looking for that discount. Essentially, the what's the lowest this really should be? And then you would see a whole bunch of people buying into stockpile. Now, the where I have a challenge with that, although I know it's accurate and I know that's fair, where I have a challenge with that is that if we then go by that math, that means that Bitcoin is grossly overpriced, right? Because we haven't even hit with the 19,000 or 18,000 mark. And I think that's overpriced myself. But we do see that there's still buy pressure. There's still some people that are buying dips on the way down. And kind of the, the messaging out there is stop buying right now and just let it go. Let people sell. Let people get out of it so it can bottom out because then it's going to have a stronger pump. It's kind of the inverse of what I said about the plateau, right, with the lock pay business. At some point, everything is going to plateau at the top. When it plateaus, depending on how high it goes, it makes a harder crash. It's kind of the inverse that the lower it goes, we expect that there's a significant jump. That goes then to Ethereum as well. Ethereum, I'm, I'm actually waiting for it to go below $1,000 per because that would entice me to buy in. Because at that point, it's kind of irresistible, right? Because we know that Ethereum is going to take off when ETH20 goes. We know this. That's factual. We just don't know when that's going to happen because the idiot Vidal that keeps delaying stuff. But we know that there's something on the horizon. So this caused me to shift gears. Bitcoin's still on my radar. I still watch it. But at the same time, I think buying into Ethereum for me made sense if it can get below 1000 and stay there long enough. Then I would absolutely commit. And I've already got my Coinbase ready to go for that endeavor. And then I would shift it to my wallet, of course, so that it's not trapped in case Coinbase goes bankrupt. Do, do, do. So I'm actually in that same groove. I bought some BNB the other day. And unfortunately, I had taken that and I had bought into a liberal bank, which at this point is kind of this, eh, was that a good idea? I don't feel bad about it, but at the same time, it is what it is, and I have to just kind of watch it, and this is going to be the, the Libero would be the first time that I invested that much money into something and then kind of waiting for the passives to come roll in, and then Everize, I dumped some money into that one. So I didn't keep the BNB that I'd hoped to. With the Ethereum, I would kind of hang on to it. Well, that caused me to think, well, maybe I get more BNB, uh, Ethereum, and then buy into some of these other projects that I expect are going to jump, regardless of the fact that they're incompetent, but I can't enrich incompetence. 
but I can at least get the Ethereum, stack it, and if there's a enticing Ethereum project, then at least I can buy into it with the confidence early out the gate because it's hard to get Ethereum when it was $4,000, right? So that was an opportunity for me. So I, what I'm saying is I confirm what everybody's kind of believing. We really need institutional money flowing back into these core tokens, and that's going to entice a run. We just don't know when that's going to happen because people keep buying off the dips, which is keeping it from bottoming out. And we have to get to the bottom before we can start growing again. Well, since we don't know what the bottom truly should be, it's hard to make the commitment to go and pull the trigger now, knowing that I might've been able to get more Ethereum off cheaper because let's say for some random wild out example, it goes as low as $500. Well, that same thousand dollars would get me two ETH versus you know one ETH if it goes to a thousand. So that's the decision tree I'm tussling with myself. And time will tell what it is. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm saying that right now I agree that we have to hit the bottom and I don't think we've hit it yet. So we got to let time pass until we get to that bottom. And then we're really going to know what that institutional money flow is going to look like for everybody going forward. Some other bits and bulbs. Celsius course is crashing and burning. Very unsustainable. That's a banking. They built a banking type thing around cryptocurrency. And the whole pitch was, basically a savings type account and high APRs and all this. It's very similar to the uh, staking gains or whatever that was. And turns out Celsius was tied to UST. So there was an impact there. So anybody who's in the Celsius deal, we've sent out a couple of FYIs through our Twitter account. But just to reiterate here, I, I'm not a fan of telling you what to do with your money. I think it's your money and you do what you need to make sense for you. But, I have never supported the idea of cryptos that act like a bank because I think there's high risk there. I think the government would have their eye on those first. I think that there's too many risks um, in my personal opinion, and I've always stayed away from them. That's why I was not, you know, blown up with the Terra situation and now the Celsius situation or the staking gain situation or any of these other ones that do like banking type things. I've never been a fan of how those work. If anybody who's listening to my ch- my show is has been in any of those and you've gotten destroyed i apologize if that's happened to you i won't tell you or neener neener you i would simply say i've never invested in those because the risk is significant now if you're one of those who's bankrolling you don't care about the risk that's cool i'm just saying for me i've never supported those i think cryptocurrency has kind of gone too far off the train and ideally we would get back to basic fundamentals which is why i built the first token that we're going to be doing in a completely different way than traditional crypto. And I have a suspicion it's going to be successful. However, I need your help. And this ties to my closeout, which is, if you haven't checked it out, please do check out CryptoTalkRadio.net in the upper right corner. Check out the Triad member, and the Triad Radiance will get access to this token. Again, the success of this one is going to be the community, because it's a community-based thing. It's a true community token. And if there's any questions, you can always contact us, ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. But... We are seeing, with all these ones that keep crashing and burning, a pattern. They try to turn it into banking because the greed was the driving force. I was reading an article the other day from one of the other orgs. I think he came from the Phantom Network. And he was saying that ideally we would get back to core fundamentals about trust. Do we trust the devs to do what they need to do and take care of you as an investor? But instead, 2021 vastly, 2021 was driven off of greed. And we saw that cryptocurrency was turned into basically a pump and dump across the board. There are some that stand out in the crowd, Everrise being one of them, but vast majority of them were what? Pump and dumps off meme tokens. And I think that 
the even the YouTubers have kind of shifted mental gears. They still kind of cover the projects they support, but there's less of that. We don't see nearly as much of just jump to jump to jump to jump to jump to projects like we saw before. And I think that's part of this paradigm. And I think it was Ryan Patrick who was one of the first on the YouTuber influencer side because I'm not part of that cr that crew. I'm not hip with it like those. But he was calling out that are we really just supporting these projects that don't really do anything? And are we harming our, our people that follow us? And so that's why you've never heard me advocate any individual project to an excessive degree. They all have pros and cons. And I always tell you, at the end of the day, I can't tell you that it's legit even. It just looks good or maybe it doesn't look good or maybe it looks like crap or whatever. But I have to trust that you'll make your decision. And if you're curious about one, you'll reach out and you'll ask the question and we may address it. We've done that for some of our YouTube folks. If you're in the triad, you get the ability to directly ask me to cover a project for you that you might be curious about, not giving any financial advice, but just take a look at it and do the analysis. We're happy to do that at a deeper level for you. That's one of the perks of the triad membership. So if, again, you were one wrecked by these, these projects with these banking inclinations, I do apologize, and I don't want to see that happen to anybody. All I'll say is I've never done so. Don't ever tend to do so because I don't think it's a safe way. Like I would never leave my currency sitting in any of these ones. I've talked about that in Wallace versus exchanges ad nauseum and it keeps happening with people. And the only thing I can say is take it as a lesson, whether they'll recover or not still unknown. We don't know what the future holds and you kind of have to make your own decision about what you do about it. It's not a total loss yet because you still, they haven't closed or anything, but it's not looking good for Celsius in particular. And then Terra is in a big, really troublesome situation, but if it's any solace, we do expect, as I said before, that many of these projects will start recovering once Ethereum goes on a run because at the end of the day, they're backed at some level with Ethereum or Bitcoin. And so part of this is the bear period. Part of it's just that their business model, I've said in the past, you know, if the business model is based on the bear, on the bull run, rather, that's not going to be healthy when there's a bear run. And so if your investment strategy is all around the bull, well, that's a greed-based strategy. No problem but it means something like this can happen when there's a bear run. So that's the thought and the takeaway for whatever that's worth for you guys. That's going to do it for me here on today's episode. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you're a subscriber or not, does not matter. I appreciate everybody that's listening. There's a lot happening and I know it's kind of a weird situation. Give it some time. I do think we're going to come out of it. I think we're fine. I don't think crypto is going away, but we have to kind of get past this turmoil, get to sunnier skies. I do think it's on the horizon. We'll just have to buy some time. In the meantime, I would ask again, CryptoTalkRadio.net, check us out. I do think you're going to appreciate we're doing good things and building the brand better than everybody else is trying to do it. In the meantime, we're wrapped up for this week. I am going to be doing the releases for the HODL token episodes on YouTube starting this weekend. So you're going to see those if you're on the YouTube side. We'll be back again on Tuesday with our regularly scheduled programming here on the podcast. Thank you once again. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I will see you next week.